I'll tell you, let, let's start with the, the negative. Um, BYU played terrible today, absolutely terrible, um, and uh, some bad things happened. I mean, you've got Tyson down, um, with, looks like a serious injury. Um, Zach Wilson played well. He, he made a lot of throws. The receivers were absolutely atrocious today. I, I, there is no excuse. They must have dropped seven, eight, nine passes. I mean, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Now, to, to, for BYU fans, we have to accept something. That UW program is the real deal. Um, I was there. I was on the sideline for much of the game, um, and there were some men over there. Uh, the Eason, uh, Jacob Eason, he he is he, he he proved a lot to me today. Um, very composed. Um, now, not a lot of pressure on him, but he's a big, strong-armed guy. And uh, UW's in good hands right now. They are in good hands with him there. Great coaching staff. And, 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 and this was a lot of like what we saw last year, a much better team a much better, a more physical team, and a lot more team speed. Just just all around much, much better. Just have to accept it. Some of the numbers coming out of this game. Zach Wilson, 26 of 41 for 277 yards, and I think, like Will Snowden just mentioned, you can probably tack a minimum of six drop balls. So when you go adjusted QBR, which is something that most individuals will look at, they take out the drop balls, you probably go to somewhere around 34 to 35 of 41. So I I felt like Zach Wilson was good. I I thought he was solid, making good decisions. Things clamped up and got really strange there in the fourth quarter. They definitely paid more attention to Bushman in the fourth quarter. Somewhere right at the beginning parts of the third quarter, Bushman was targeted and and really looked at. But Bushman had a heck of a first half. Really did. Really good first half. Emmanuel Supa comes in and takes over where Tyson Williams gets injured, ends up with nine carries for 49 yards. Will you talk about Emmanuel? Supa and the role he played and and what you saw from him. Can't, because it, let's be honest, I don't know if Tyson's back for for, for um, Toledo. Toledo next yeah, week. Yeah, I, I don't see that either. Um, I think Asuka is a, a formidable guy. He had his first touchdown today. Um, ran the ball hard. Um, do I is he Tyson? No, he's not Tyson. But can he be formidable with uh, Lapini? I, I think he can. I, I'm just praying that Tyson can can get that. You know, it's not too bad of news. I, I was actually able to um, be right next to him when he came into the locker room and um, got a chance to talk to his parents a little bit. And you know, a lot of his mom was devastated. Mom, they yeah. they held the camera on her for quite a while. Yeah, and she came into. The, I, I took her in the locker room actually. Her and her husband. Yeah. Um. So just a lot of emotions today, man. I. I it, it just was not the day that they hoped for. And and the reality is, um, this was a horse race, and um, that was a triple crown type leader on in that race. And BYU was a, a big time underdog, and uh, they just we just did not match up against that team. Let's just be honest. So people just have to instead of getting emotional, blaming the drops, blaming the coaches. I'm telling you right now, there were matchup problems out there today, big time. Really good Washington team. Here's your time of possession: 25 to 35 for Washington. Washington held that ball for 35 minutes. BYU 25 minutes and. You know, there were a couple of possessions. I, I think it was the one to end the half or the one to begin the second half. 
and it was just oh it was to end the half no no it was the end the third quarter because you were just getting back here to jcw's yep. well and it was five or six gashing runs right up the a gap very frustrating very demoralizing very tough to stomach if you're uh, a byu coach or if you're a defensive player on the field when that happens a couple of other things byu ends up with three turnovers in this game lost two fumbles and threw an interception those fumbles were critical and the interception was critical one of the fumbles came from zach wilson off of a strip sack that strip sack came over the top of the right guard for byu will and i have talked at length about this guy and byu is going to have to go back to the drawing board because he's he's going to get targeted in Europe against Boise State. You're going to see a really good nose tackle, a defensive tackle that's going to line up over him. You're going to have more fits. You're playing three of the top Mountain West Conference teams, and you're playing a couple of other top out of uh, uh, top teams in their conference, including Toledo. I mean, I want people to realize, I mean, this is not over. I mean, I hope people don't think that, oh, we got through the top four teams. Now we just, you know, can coast through and we should, you know, roll off eight straight. That, that, that's not the reality of, of how this works. I mean, they've got to go back to the drawing board. They've got to get healthy. Toledo and South Florida will beat you. They, they, oh, without a doubt. And they've got athletes. And, then it, and I mean, those they, are both on the road. Those are long trips. And, and, and then you got, I mean, you still got to go to, you still got to go to, you still got to go up to, to Utah State. I mean, so that's not going to be some, some cakewalk. And then you got Boise coming to town that, you know, you know what you're getting there. It, it's going to be a real challenge for BYU, but they do have the tools to do it if they can get their guys healthy. Um, the receive, I mean, but at the end of the day, they have to play much better than it was today. But for me, it seemed like Washington just had them completely overmatched. They, they were just overmatched completely. And, um, that's just the reality of it all. Really frustrating. Uh, really frustrating one, I think, for BYU fans. Just watching the way this game played out, so many flags, so many terrible penalties. How about the two face masks in the first quarter that extended drives? You know, I, those those are incidental. The, you know, nobody meant to grab a face mask, but there was a face mask grab. There's no question about it. Um, a lot of brutal penalties and things that sustain drives and really difficult to watch that. You know, Will, you bring up a really great point, and there are some things that we have to do as analysts to try to reel in the emotions of fans. Fans, the word fan comes from fandom or fanatic. It comes from a group of people that are overly sensitive about a sporting event or a certain organization, and they can't really grasp or make sense of some of the details of it. And when you look at the beginning parts of this season, the first four games, two and two was like the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. It was like we went into this and said, man, if they come out of that two and two, it's a really good case scenario. Now you just got to you got to hope that that their depth didn't get attacked. You got to hope that some of their health to their big superstars is okay because now you're moving into a part of schedule that it feels like it's more consistent. You're on a, a more fair playing ground with them. But two and two was as good as I had hoped yeah, yeah. coming out of these first four games. Yeah. So to BYU fans that are getting in their car and they're shaking their head and they're like, this was disgusting. It was an ABC embarrassment, a horrifying 130 kick on national TV, and our boys were just taking the task. That's Washington. 
Washington has a very fair chance to play in the Pac-12 championship game and Roses. go back to the Rose Bowl. Very, very, so very. I just I, I want to try to create perspective for everybody. Now, I'm going to get the other fan base that's going to jump on and be like, oh, hold on, so you don't want to take a look at BYU's mistakes? Well, I can look at BYU's mistakes, but when I do that, then people say, well, you're not going to give Washington any credit? It's really tough to be an analyst nowadays. It, it, it's a tough world out it, here. It's, it is. You know, that's why. Because I, I want to bring everybody just back to ground level here to explain this is a great Washington team against a BYU team that came up with a great scheme last week against USC, caught them in a really bad situation, got a good win, and they're 2-2 two and two moving into, into Toledo. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the vanilla base, the banana, the uh, the butterfinger scoop of peanut butter, and that peanut butter is what what I needed because today it was hard for me to take a look and actually look in the mirror hands and uh, accept the fact that a team came in here and and, and they took Brigham Young's will today. Brigham Young did not belong on the field today with Washington. I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and and this is for the fans. This is for myself as well. There was a, we have some we have some catching up to do. There was not that big of a jump from last year's beating. They looked faster, more physical, better athletes, and they. There's nothing else to say, Hans. You have to accept it. When you can, if the fans can't look at that and say, "Listen, we, we hey, we we gave a valiant effort. We still have some things to do in the recruiting world to be able to play with the likes of University of Washington um, at a high level, and also to play week in, week out schools at that level. Well, I mean, I, it's I'm telling you, Hans. Those boys, they looked the part. I was highly impressed, and, and highly well, impressed. You, you know who looked the part last night was USC. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how it is. It, well, you heard any given Saturday, any given Sunday, any given Thursday. That's what it is when you have that level of talent. The talent's there. There's no question that the, the talent's there. I want to help people understand, too, that, and, and I've had long, extensive talks with Utah coaches and BYU coaches, and, and I, I've been analyzing this game and playing it yeah. for the better part of 35 years. Like it's, this is just it's my life. The one thing that I have come to grips with, Will, is how difficult it is to win in a given week and how difficult it is to compete in a given week. Whether you're Utah taking on a USC team that just beat or just lost to BYU or you're BYU taking on a Washington team that just lost to Cal, there are so many unknowns and it's just hard to get a win. And people don't understand also, it's very hard to win at every level. And especially, we forget that these guys are very young men. They're kids. They're young. Yeah, they are. They're, they're young. <laughs> they're young men. I mean, this is... This, this when, is uh, when you're watching two or three of those BYU receivers come across the middle, and Zach Wilson was putting balls on the hands. Man. Dime dropper. He was putting it on them. And watching them hit the hands and watching Gunnar Romney... A sophomore. Romney must have dropped three passes today. Watch him turn his head upfield, and that ball hits the hands and straight to the ground, and it's like, son, son. You know, I got to imagine Fessy Sataki is going to be sitting in meetings like, okay, Gunner, what are, you doing? what are we doing, man? That's, you're, you're wide open, and that thing couldn't be – where are you looking, and where is your mind? Well, Coach, I I, I thought that safety was I, – I, I, I thought he might be coming down the line. I I didn't know where that corner was trailing. I – 
this is you know Fessy has to go in there and and, and chew some a. Because Some, they played so to, hard for him last week. They did, but but this is a lack of concentration, a lack of discipline. The only thing that a young man needs right now is not anything but some chewing of the A. Hardcore. He needs to jump him. Every single one of those guys dropped the ball consistently hey. today. They were not ready to play on this level, period. I'm disappointed. I could not stand it. And actually, they need to be chewed. There was a guy last year that had a similar game to Gunnar Romney and I, he didn't see the field much the rest of the year. Yeah, Mike Simon. He, he, last year Mike had a few drops in the first two games and he didn't play. This was very, very bad receiver play today. And I'll tell you what else I saw. Terrible DB play. It was terrible today, but at the, it, it was not good. Every, there was nothing good. There was, This game was completely out of it was completely lost from the kickoff. The team was just much better. They are much more ready to play, and also just a lot more confident. And, and and let's be honest. I mean, the quarterback just stood back there. You know, I saw him brush his teeth. He ate, and then you know, he no, he had a, a burger. Then he brushed his teeth. Because that's the, what you do. It probably had some onion on it. Add a little onion in the mm-hmm. fresh tomato. Had a date later. I think that JCW delivered him a damn burger. With a fresh cut onion. With fresh cut onion, Uh ate the burger, brushed his teeth, and then threw a damn touchdown all in one play. I I know it's funny, but that is—it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It it is, but that was—that's been BYU's mo. Just rushing three. Now let's let's remind people that the three-man rush against USC. Coming in here to talk to me about. I'm having a panic attack about the fans (laughs) coming in right now. I know the gentleman's going to come in. He's going to show me. He's going to run down the aisle, show me what he saw today. Courtney, you got to run interference. If you see a long blonde man that comes in trying to get into a DB stance to show Will how to drop into a back pedal, I need you to run interference. Will is in no mood. I'm not going to do it today. I'm I'm telling him right now, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not. I've had enough, Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. That actually put a smile on my face (laughs) for the first time in a couple of nights. This has been been back-to-back days of pretty bad football for me to have to watch and and, and analyze it. And it's tough because I have a lot of respect for both these coaching staffs, and they've put together good games in previous games. And the two games I just watched last night and today, it's not what I'd expected from these two programs. Mm -hmm. With that being said, there are areas that need to be fixed. Some of the competition level will help a bit. You know, there's no way that Toledo should get the type of pressure that Washington was able to get. And Washington get, did get multiple pressures in man-on situations. There is no way that Toledo sh- or, or that BYU should have as many drops against Toledo. Just can't have it. You know, those guys got to get back in the coaching room. They got to reset expectations for the receivers and, yeah. and make sure that do- that doesn't happen. I, I look at this and I think, all right, take this film, work off of it, improve techniques, and try to get that confidence back because you're only four games into a 12 game season and you've got stiff competition that could really jeopardize, really jeopardize your standing. And the, and the way BYU fans feel about this team and this staff and the future of BYU. I, I told you, you know, nobody likes sitting there watching this type of football. 
Nobody likes watching fumbles, I, I guess, unless you're a Washington fan. You know, like last night, nobody likes watching a flag come out every other place. 16 flags on Utah. Nobody likes that. No, no. You know, and so when I'm watching bad football, I just sit there and I shake my head. And you said, dude, what's, you know, what's your problem? And I said, well, a game like this kind of erases all the good favor that Tennessee and USC brought you. Yeah, you forget it. it you, you forget it. And it's tough because you're looking at it as a four-game set. But that's an individual game that is kind of establishing your feelings moving forward. So I understand why BYU fans are down. But the emphasis that you've got to place is this is a great Washington team. I'm going to continue to reset that. You have to. I'm going to continue to reset that. This is a great Washington team. BYU didn't go in there with the idea of Cal in getting pressure and forcing pressures through blitzes, walked-up safeties, and those kinds of things. I'll go back and watch it. Did you see many corners, many safeties? I did see a lot of stunting. I saw a lot of interior moving, stemming to stunting, which basically means a defensive line before the snap moving from one area to another or one technique to another and then twisting with each other. There was a lot of that going on, but not a lot of defensive pressures, which did allow Eason to have some time. And some and some su- true success. And some, and some real success. to jump on the post-game show. That's 855-340-9663. Give us a call. Jump on the post-game. You've got some comments on this. We'd love to hear from you. We'll take a couple calls, and then uh, we'll get right out to break. 855-340-9663. In fact, let's do this because we are waiting for Kalani Sataki's sound. We'll take a quick break here at JCW's. We'll get the phone lines loaded up. We'll get out to some calls, take some questions and concerns, and see if we can't kind of help you ease your mind on what happened with BYU in this Washington game. If you're just tuning in, Washington gets the win 45-19 to over the BYU Cougars right here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Come back from JCW's here in Provo next. This will be a 22-yard field goal attempt, and it's race Porter. More fun by Washington. Peyton Wilger wasn't falling for that. Race Porter, the holder, tried the sneak attack. Just tuning in. Game goes final. The Washington Huskies getting the win, 45-19 to over the BYU Cougars. A couple of numbers coming out of this one. First downs, Washington gets the win there, 27 to BYU's 21 first downs. Third down conversions, BYU was 4 of 13 on third downs. Washington beat BYU in total yardage, 470 to 356. Beat them in passing yardage, 290 to 277. And beat them in rushing, 180 to 79. It was a sloppy game, 20 total penalties between the two teams for about 160 yards. Turnovers, the same. Five total turnovers, five combined turnovers in this game. You had BYU giving the ball up three times, and you know whether it was a sloppy fumble from a receiver who was not securing the ball or it was a strip sack fumble, there were some brutal moments in this game where BYU was careless and Washington was coming out like a bullet trying to put their head down on a football. And they were making plays. 
I just sent this tweet out, Will, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I said, Washington will do this to a couple of Pac-12 teams this year. Agree or disagree? Come on, man. They're going to do this to several Pac-12 schools this week, this year. That's a good ball club, period. There's not, I mean, that was not, I mean, BYU came out and did, you know, fought hard. And Washington just is, they were un, they were in control, and they're going to be a handful for everyone they face. And I think that Cal loss is just going to keep them really kind of stingy, edgy guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and, they're going to be tough to beat. The one thing that I could tell, this six foot six, two 230-pound Eason that was back at quarterback, he uh, – He's, he's going to get. Pick, he's going to get better with reps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just more vision, more game reps, and I think that he's going to continue to increase in his ability. He was impressive. He was. He. I, I'm telling you, and he really impressed me. He owned the pocket. He was just. He was just a man out there. He, he was very, very good. Very good today, and you know, I I was looking at some of his numbers. Uh, obviously. I think Washington had two drop balls. Do you want to take a shot at what? Uh, okay, Eason had 28 attempts. Do you want to take a shot at his completion? Um, I would probably say 20, uh, probably 25 for 28. <laughs> 24 of 28. So you're, you're right there. 24 of 28 for 300 yards and three touchdowns. And I think it was two drop balls in that game. So really difficult. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, it is your Cougar Post Game Show, 855-340-9663 if you're just leaving the stadium and you've got a question that you want to throw at Will or throw at myself, 855-340-9663. We're live at JCW's and I want to send a big thank you to Clay for hosting us again today. JCW's does a heck of a job, man. Their burgers, everything's fresh. Everything tastes delicious. You know, and we're so grateful to Clay and his staff and, and the catering that they do for us. They just opened up the location in American Fork, and yeah, they've, had, they've had a run of people at American Fork. Record so, days, record days. So Clay just went over to the American Fork location <laughs> to try to calm everybody down, help the manager, and get things taken care of. But that American Fork location is beautiful, serving up great fresh burgers. And, of course, the steak sandwich that Will had today. And you got the buffalo wings. So please get out here or get out there and enjoy it. All right, let's jump out to the phone lines. Go to Papa P. You're up first with Will Snowden on the Cougar Post Game Show. Go ahead, Papa P. Well, 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 to say I'm disappointed would be an understatement, but I think we just saw the class of the Pac-12. I get that they lost to Cal 20-19, but Washington looks dang, dang good. Um, I don't know that BYU was flat, or if we just got outplayed, but I think we got outplayed in all three areas of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, everything. And it could have been worse, and credit to the Cougars that it wasn't worse, but, you know, a 26-point loss is, that's not a, uh, what do you call that, a, uh, an emotional victory? No, that's, that's not even close. And it was a clear butt whooping. So that said, that said, for as bad as the Cougars looked at times today, 
reality is, in the beginning of the season, if you had said, what do you think BYU's record is going to be after four games, I would have said two and two. And I would have said, we lose to Utah and we lose to Washington. So we've got a week before we're off to Ohio. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, it's a weird kind of circumstance, but I'll be there for that game. And uh, I still see not only six wins, I actually see eight with the possibility of having nine wins this year. So I think the Cougars are that good against the rest of the competition. The Boise State team does not look as good as I thought they were going to be. I watched that game last night. They did actually not look that good against Air Force. And I think Air Force is better. But Zach Wilson looked off today. And beyond that, I have a question for you guys. Have we heard yet what the deal is with Tyson? Do we know how bad his injury is? Do we know yet? No, we don't. I'll tell you I'm concerned. I will say that. Uh, they have not announced anything, but I, I was close by him um, during that situation, and the, the, uh, it's concerning. Yeah, the shot and the hit and the way he went down, held the knee, it, it was like all an indicator that though. there's damage. He was, he, was, he was planted when he got hit, right? Yeah. His leg was, his foot was on the ground when that knee got hit. Totally clean hit, but it looked like he was planted, and that knee just went sideways. Not a good time. I was pleased with Soup today. I thought Soup did pretty well. Actually, he had almost as many yardage, not as much yards as Tyson did. But Zach looked off today. It was like, I don't know, maybe it was just we didn't get very good protection for Zach Wilson today, I thought. So, anyway, disappointing loss. Um, looking forward to the next couple of games. And uh, thanks for being such great radio sports hosts, you guys. Go Cougars, and congrats to Washington. Papa P, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. 855-340-9663 to jump on the postgame show with us. And Papa P brought up a couple things. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with him on the Zach Wilson comment. I think that Zach was one of the few that looked on to me. He was delivering the ball as quickly as he could when he wasn't under pressure. And the times that he couldn't deliver the ball, typically he was under pressure. I didn't have an issue with Zach Wilson's game. Not today. Felt like it was pretty decent. Do you disagree or agree there, Will? I thought he played great. Yeah. I thought it was a – I thought Zach, when, when not under he pressure – He made all the throws. I mean, he made all the throws. He did fine under pressure. I mean, you know, it's – Receiver group – Played terrible. Definitely. It was offensive line played down. So the point I wanted to get to with Papa P, there were a lot of different issues that were exploited on the field. For instance, when Washington just decided, hey, it's time to burn the clock. We've got a 17-point lead. Let's just run it up the middle. They ran it up the middle for 60 yards and a touchdown or 50 yards and a touchdown. It it was the series that you were on your way back. I wish you could have seen that series, Will. You need to go back and watch that because that to me might be one of the biggest issues because when you're playing Boise State – Boise State's going to come out and run some power. Southern Florida could come out and run some power. Um, trying to think the other teams on, on that schedule that could come out and try to get strong in the middle. and But Washington just might be overly good. But we got to remember, Washington was out without their starting back. It was announced just before the game that their starting back, Ahmed, would not be playing in that game. They did replace Ahmed with Sean McGrew, and Sean McGrew ended up with 110 yards 
on 18 carries. Richard Newton, the freshman that I talked about in the pregame, had 16 carries for 80 yards. Washington ended up with 187 total yards rushing and one touchdown on the ground. But a large chunk of it was right there in that third quarter when they decided that they'd had enough, they need to burn the clock, try to run it down, and try to get this bus back to the flight so they can get back into Seattle. Like yeah. it, that, You could see that that was on their mind, and, and they did it well. And it was concerning to me how efficiently they were able to do that. Um, what did you see in the BYU defensive backfield? H- how did you feel like BYU's DBs? Uh, Terrible. It wasn't good. Beat on, uh, <laughs> I, I, just the, the, the corners did not play great. The safeties didn't play great. There, there, there was a lot of issues today. I mean, I don't know if it's a speed issue. We're getting beat over the top on the post. I saw a lot of unphysical play, run, run coming downhill. Uh, one of the corners is still backpedaling and gets ran over instead of coming forward to try and make the tackle. It just was not a good day for to be a Brigham Young Cougar. I'm sorry. Not a lot to talk about today. Not a lot to talk about. I mean, it's not all. It's not all over. It's not all okay. Everything is terrible, and that the season's over. But there's not a lot to talk about. There's a lot to go back to the drawing board. But it's not Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is still Zach Wilson. He's still a great leader. He made. He stood in there through balls today. Receivers just did not make want to make any catches. Well, I think the thing that there is to talk about, Will, is BYU fans are leaving the stadium wondering. You know, why they just got pummeled the way they got pummeled. You know, they want answers as to who was letting down and where the gaps were and what safeties. Tell me what corners. can they? Do they have guys that they can put in that can, that can shore that up, that can make it better? You know, because you're right. Toledo's going to be able to air the ball out. Yeah. BYU's going to do what they did against USC probably. Toledo's probably going to try to aerial attack on them. And they've got some good receivers. And they've got an offense that can move the ball. And so the question becomes, because you've gone through some corners, you know, going all the way back to transfer portal, to injury, where you lose Wilcox and you lose Fred. Fred's no, not brother. For, not, not, you're talking about uh, um, the Warner kid. Yeah, yeah. Troy Warner. Troy. And, you know, you, you lose some of those members in that backfield. They just got to figure out who they're going to play. I, I, Shimon Willis came in today. He looked really good. I mean, he just didn't. He just didn't get a lot of time. Um, they're going to have to make some changes and identify who's going to come up in first half. I, I, I need your our corners to be willing tacklers. And when you look at the film, you'll see some film of a few corners who weren't really willing tacklers. Um, what, I, what 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 I saw most today, hands is I would really like BYU to take a look. I, I think the way that our defense becomes the best it could be is with it really becomes the best it can be, hands with Dion at safety. I'd love to see him at free safety, and I would love to see can you Austin to- Lee at strong safety, and then I would play the rest of the, the three corners that I have. I would rotate them, and that's what I would do because I think Dion in the middle of the field makes him so much better than just being on one side of the field. Put him in the middle of the field, let him go out there and, and make plays. Can you afford to take Dion off that corner? Yes, you can. Is he more... Think about it. Is he more important to you at safety than he would be at corner? Way more important. Way more important. And he, and he makes a much bigger impact on the game at safety. You can go away from him. Just go to the opposite side. 
push away from him, but leave him at safety and make sure that he's stopping a lot of the flow that's going over the top. I saw that there was a couple of new names. Who's Tanner in the backfield? He came in in the back end of the third and, and ended the fourth. Talk a little bit about what, what he was able to do. He had, he had a good tackle. Is, is he somebody that can make a difference for them if, if he's given the starting reps in practice? Or given not starting reps, but, but if he's getting the reps? Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I think you just keep Austin Lee there, and I, I think it's a pretty simple thing. You move Austin Lee down to strong safety. You put Dion at free safety, and then those guys, Tanner, Bo Work Tanner, yeah, I mean, yeah, and just play the corners. I mean, because you, you're already playing three or four corners in the game anyway. Just just play your corners. I think the corners are formable enough to, to be fine, especially with great safety play over top. 855-340-9663 to jump on the post-game show with Will Snowden. Let's go out to the phone lines and go to Craig. You're up next with Will Snowden. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, guys. How's it going? So-so, man. We're moving along. All right. Well, just a couple of quick points. Um, sorry, my dog's barking here in the background. Number uh, one, I'm not a BYU fan. I'm a Utah fan, but I grew up a BYU fan all my life. And Bronco kind of turned me off. That's another story. But Anyway, I do want to say BYU does have a really good team. They're just not a great team. I think Kalani's doing everything he can based on the, the talent that he has. He's now 7-12 and 12 against Big Five. That's fantastic. I mean, short of two, you know, miracle overtime games. <clears throat> Last week they played a perfect game, and they still had to go into overtime at home to win against a, a very talented USC team. And, and coming back against Tennessee, they could easily be 5-14. and 14. So I just want to say to BYU fans, you're getting what you asked for. This is independence. And when you start playing more of these big, tough teams, you're going to lose more games. Utah learned that the hard way when we jumped into the Pac-12. And my final comment would just be independence is a lose-lose proposition, and this is why it's this simple. If you lose the games, your fan interest drops like BYU's has, and we're seeing a lot of empty seats, even though ticket sales were up this year because you had a home strong, uh, strong home schedule. And if you win, who's going to reschedule you? Do you think Wisconsin's going to reschedule BYU? How about Tennessee? How about Texas? It's not going to happen. So, you know, they've got to drive and push and do whatever they can to get into a conference. Eventually, they deserve to be in one. But until that happens, you're going to be like my high school football team. You're going to do really well, but you're going to have to do it by, you know, recruiting some really good skill players. But overall, you're not going to have the horses to do this on a consistent basis. That's my call. That's my take. Well, hey, you know, great phone call, and and, and I, I disagree with some things and agree with some things, and but I appreciate the opinion. 855-340-9663. Uh, let me start by just a really quick a, a disagreement, but a semi-agreement right there. I talked to the, some of the schedule makers of Independence and, and the guys that work on, you know, bring, bringing a schedule to the forefront for BYU, and they said that it will never be a problem of getting major opponents to play. It's it's when you get them to play and where you get them to play. Yeah, yeah. It's not a matter of can we get them. And you're right. Maybe you don't get Texas or maybe you don't get Wisconsin. If you do get Texas or you do get Wisconsin, you're probably not getting a return. You're not getting a Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get a Madison, and you're gonna get a, a Longhorn Stadium. Yet th- those. Those teams are going to demand a, at least a two-for-one. Yeah. So 
you're still going to get the teams. It's just going to be more difficult. Um, I will agree with this. I do think that losses, you lose people really quick. They jump off ships and lose interest really quick oh, yeah. in independence. But, Will, n- not in this schedule. At least it shouldn't. I don't know how many even how many BYU fans we're talking to right now. But you've got to understand, you still have some huge games that could affect who's leading the ship for BYU. You've got two rivalry games left on the schedule. You've still got a Southern Florida and Toledo game that those are interesting games, trying to figure out who this team is. Now, it's not ABC at 130 kick interest, but I still think people are going to be engaged with this team until they figure out or they feel good saying, well, no, Kalani's got to be back as their head coach. Because I look at it and, and I maintain it. Even after this loss to Washington, I still believe Kalani is the right guy for that BYU football program. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. I, I mean, I understand the frustrations that this young this gentleman who just called in has. And, uh, and uh, that makes sense. But at, at the end of the day... There's a. They've got. I, I don't know. I, I just. I just. Listen. Today, <clears throat> BYU got outclassed. They got outplayed. They got out coached. They got out schemed. They got out hyped. They got out everything. The coaches really need to go back, back to the drawing board. They have to identify if they're putting the best 22 guys on the field consistently. I do have some questions. I, I wanted to see Austin Confences today. At backer, at flash backer, because the backers, Watson didn't have any problem running the ball. The backers didn't seem to be downhill. They weren't physical. So why why am I not seeing Austin Confences? Why am I not seeing some different changes? Um, I saw it at the cornerback position. They're, they're just the coaches are going to have to look at the film and really be willing to make some tough changes because there are some changes that need to be made. Trevor, you're up next on the Cougar Post Game Show. Go ahead, Trevor. Hey, I was there front line, nice seats, and I just got to wonder, when we're down, we're only down two scores, but time's creeping up, why are we still just running the ball that's not working? I mean, we can talk, I mean, I've listened to you guys' show so much, and like zero technique, one technique, two, three, three technique, you know, all that jazz, but literally there today, watching the game... We weren't gaining anything on the ground, and then as soon as we got behind, they weren't doing anything more than five yards passing. So that's my question is, why? Why did they not pass more, like, deeper into the end zone, like, more than, like, three, two-yard dump-offs? And that's where I want your guys' opinion. That's what I want to know. Great. Great call. Thank you. Will? Well, well, well it, it, it's it's simple. I mean, the, the game just there. You have to go with the flow of the game. But I, I want to be very clear: we're not a vertical running team. Sorry, this is not a team that runs the ball vertical, that throws vertical balls. Is that scheme or is that ability? It's 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 ability. Okay, can you're it not going Can it become something against Toledo? No. No, we're not a vertical. What you have to do is, uh, first off, I, I don't, I, I don't mean to knock the caller, but but just two touchdowns is not 
four touchdowns. You still have to stay with the run. Oh, you, for you sure. Still have to, you still have to keep your game plan. So, so, but and, and you have to work the underneath stuff to actually open up the down the field stuff. So I, I thought they actually tried to throw some vertical stuff um, to Bushman. Uh, uh, they, you know, they line him up in the slot. He was kind of running a wheel. We're throwing it back shoulder to him. We caught a few of those. Um, the reality is Washington was better, plain and simple. It was a better team, better coach team, more physical, more speed, and it was a lot of the same thing that we saw last year. BYU, we, you saw the class of the Pac-12 tonight. That was the class of the Pac-12, definitely a good ball club, and BYU's not there yet. Uh, what I want to see is I want to see the best. Uh, we, we've got to start making some changes, um, particularly at the linebacker spot and in the secondary. I saw some things tonight that did, today that just weren't good enough. You got, you got guys getting beat over the top on the post, no help there. I see some unphysical play, not physical at the, at the point of attack. It was not good. And, and, and like I said in the pregame, I expected to see Austin play today. Didn't see him play. I don't understand why because I wasn't impressed with what the backers did. Now, Thule made a play late in the game. Um, uh, but what I'm hoping to see once again is I really think the coaches need to look at putting um, putting uh, Diane back at safety. I'd love to see him at free. I'd love to see um, him at free or strong. Keep Austin Austin uh, Lee there. Um, go with the regular corners and let's and let's see what we can do with with this uh, with the backer situation because it, it just just quite disappointing. Coaches have to go back to the drawing board, plain and simple. They do, but I I don't know how much they'll look at this and say, hey, we got to get wholesale changes because they know that that Washington team was a really good team, and there's probably going to be some realism of, hey. They outclassed us. They're just that—that that is a well-coached team, and they got a lot of speed and talent. And you're—you're you're right. Some needs to be changed. You're right. There's got to be some changes. But they are two and two. They've had a couple impressive wins, and they've got some. They—they they can reestablish their confidence against Toledo. I just wonder if there. I, I see the same changes that you're talking about on the defense. I can see one or two on the offense. You right? Really, you have to look at. It's your right guard. And you've got to say, is is he giving us the protection that we need? Yeah. And if and if the, the film over the game. last couple of weeks is showing you, and I think he's given up two, if not three sacks in the last two weeks and, and more pressures, then maybe there's a better option inside there and look for it. And don't be afraid to make that change if it's needed. 855-340-9663 to jump on the post game. Live at JCW's. We'll take a quick break. Come back to more of your phone calls here on 97.5, 12 into the zone. Only four to snap it here. Get it away. No problem. It's Asupa. Crashes in for the touchdown. Emmanuel Asupa. His first touchdown of the season. Didn't look like much there. He didn't get in by much. Looked like number 37, Mason Wake, at the very end. Right there, pushes him across the goal line. It's a good effort. Welcome back. It is your Cougar Post Game Show, 97.5, 12 into the zone. Washington getting the win over BYU, 45 to 19. Zach Wilson, 26 of 42 for 277 yards. And a touchdown. I'd say somewhere between six and nine drop passes. Uh, receivers really struggled today to secure the ball. Not only to secure it in the catch, but secure it after the catch and not fumble it. 
there were two fumbles, I think, by wide receivers after the catch. One of them was turned over to Washington. And then, of course, Zach Wilson was sacked. It was a strip sack caused in a fumble recovery pick six, a ball that was scoop and scored by Washington to give them an extra point, or sorry, an extra touchdown. But 45-19, no points scored in the fourth quarter for either university in this game. Sean McGrew came in and filled in for Ahmed, who was announced before the game kicked it. Their starting wide or their starting running back would not be on that that field. Sean McGrew goes for 18 carries on 110 yards. All right, let's jump back out to the phone lines, and we will go to Brady. You're up next with Will Snowden. Brady, go ahead. Hey, you guys. How you guys doing? There's questions for uh, Hans. Right. Hey, uh, what do you think? Give a grade on the defensive line and a grade on the offensive line. I felt like our offensive line was just standing straight up, and they just they played like crap, and our defensive line was just tired. They just ran the ball all over. And another question is, do you guys know if Tuiaki even has a package to – um, draw up some pressure on the quarterback, maybe drawing the free safety or strong safety coming in there as a blitz or linebacker off a blitz. We don't even get no pressure on any quarterbacks. We've all played on four games this year, and that hurts us. The quarterback can sit back there and pick us apart when we have maybe I kind of grade our corners and our safeties of maybe a C plus. So draw some, draw some more pressure on the quarterbacks. I'll let you guys talk about it. Okay, we appreciate the call, and, and I think that I think that some of that is kind of a teeter totter conversation with the pressure, and and what I mean is, damned if I do, damned if I don't. You know, you don't have good enough corners and safeties to draw up safety pressures and corner pressures where you're taking that extra defender out. And, you know, you've had really good wide receivers on the field. So I think Eliza Tuiaki, in, to his credit, thought, well, I, I just don't have the personnel where I can just leave guys on islands and expect guys to be shut down. Because what if the pressure doesn't get there within a two count? If they've got a two and a half count, they're going to find a guy that's streaking wide open down the field. Or they're going to find a quick slant or a quick skinny post. Some, something that hits really fast yeah, but, but, for, for big chunk yards. But in his defense, in the defense of the question, I mean, he wants to at least see it. We just want to at least see it. To see if it means, can we, I mean, he's not seeing it. So what he wants to say is. And well, I totally appreciate that. Yeah, so let's see if we do. Can we cover? Can totally we appreciate cover? Because it's not enough to just say, well, we just can't cover, so we're just going to uh, only bring three all year. Okay, to, to that point, yeah. I'll say this. I would be more happy with the thought of seeing Austin Lee walk up on a safety blitz or watching Dianguana Loco shift into slot and come in on a corner blitz. I'd be more happy with that than saying, well, they just stayed in cover eight. They just stayed in drop back protection and they only rushed three. Yeah. I would. I would feel more confident saying, well, at least they saw what Cal did yeah. and they said, well, Cal got there and they just brought the heat. Well, you don't have the shutdown corners that Cal has. I want to mention Justin Wilcox at Cal, they're 4 0. And they've got two corners on the outside that are spectacular corners. World class. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So. Did you did you see what Washington had at the corner today? I, I honestly, my jaw dropped at the cor- the corner on the their left corner hands, the right corner 
the right corner that plays for them, I don't even know his name, the kid, it must be 6'4 and a half, can just, uh, just um, uh, an absolute dog. Unbelievable yeah. talent. I mean, really good. So, yeah, it just it, it is what it is. So I, I, what I would say is it's a teeter-totter situation um, where it's give and take with pressures. And I think, to that last caller's question, I think that Elisa Tuiaki is just saying, we'd rather keep it all behind us if we can. We'd rather slow it down because we don't want Washington to get too far out of out of bounds and get going too much with uh, too too much momentum. Yeah, and that's it's just the way they call. decided to play the game. Yeah, yeah. But against Toledo, I'm with that guy. Uh, yeah, that's against Toledo or you know against Southern Florida or Liberty or Idaho State or UMass. I'm with that guy. Let's dial up some pressure. Let's see what you got. Bring a corner. Bring Diane. Think of Diane released in a some type of safety blitz. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? So, so what about Utah State, Boise State? You think that they should just? I mean, because Utah State's got some receivers over there. No, there. Utah State. You better play that really careful with drop coverage. <laughs> but, but also, they got, you're they, not going to get the love before he throws that ball. And, and also, the way that he, they they can run the ball. Those two backs can run the ball. I mean, some of the real challenges coming up through this season. Let's go. Look. Yeah, real challenges. Wow. 855-340-9663. Kalani Sataki took to the podium after this game goes final. Here is the head coach of the BYU Cougars. All right, well, tough loss. Um, you know, we're hoping that we could come in here and show a different type of game, but it seemed like uh, way too many mistakes on all three phases for us to really have a chance against a great team like that. Um, it doesn't work out that way. So, uh, you know, as, as much as we try to gain momentum, it seemed like uh, Washington had an answer or we did some things that didn't really help ourselves. And so um, looking forward to getting to the next one and learning from this and getting better, but we didn't execute well enough. And it's my fault. My fault as a coach, I got to get these guys ready and so uh whatever i gotta do to, to get them ready so that we have a high execution level next week and that we play in uh, our style of football and so looking forward to getting that done next week questions Colony, you're down one to three in the first quarter that's a tough spot to be in what do you think of how the boys responded at that point and at least you know gave yourself some I thought the guys played hard. I mean, the effort was there. You know, just the, the hard part is they, they were just pounding us on the, in the run game and getting some chunk yardage. And, and I'm talking defensively, their offense was able to do a lot of things, and we couldn't disrupt the timing with Eason. Um, they did a lot of different uh, formations. Um, I, th- I thought, uh, f- for the most part, we uh, didn't play Simon Sound at the beginning of the game. You know, and and then uh, things just kind of built. You know, and, and anytime we try to respond, it just it was too much for us to overcome. And that's a huge credit to, to Washington, you know. But uh, I, it didn't really help that we didn't we made so many mistakes too. But I, I don't think this takes away from what Washington did to us. They put us in uncomfortable positions, and um, and and just really disappointed in, in the performance. But I thought the effort, the guys worked hard. They played hard. We just couldn't finish drives on offense. We made mistakes on defense, uh, assignment sound assignment mistakes, and that's my fault as a coach. That's my job. Uh, when you're ready, so they're playing faster and playing clean, and it wasn't. It didn't go that way. No, we'll probably find out in the next little bit, probably in the next couple of hours, but um, no, we don't know. I mean, he couldn't come back in the game, so uh, we're just hoping and praying for him, and then we'll see uh, You know, the, the different spots in the, on the team where we're, um, you know, we're going to have to look into our depth and see how our depth is going to respond. After two emotionally just draining games, how do you feel like you guys came out on that 
part of the game. Yeah, I thought we had. I thought we had great. I, the guys were ready to play. They're loose. We just made too many mistakes, and then Washington just steamrolled it. You know what I mean? So uh, I think they're a great team. You know, and, and um, I thought they, they felt comfortable with what they're doing offensively. We didn't make them uncomfortable at all. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't do anything to disrupt the timing with Eason and and the way he threw the ball. He was really efficient. You know, um, and they were able to balance that with the run game. And then on, on our offense, we weren't able to. They disrupted our timing a little bit and caused some turnovers so uh, you know they executed their game plan we weren't able to do ours and that's you know our as coaches will get it better you start the third, down 12 with the ball you move you're moving it, it appears to be a first down how crushing was that fumble and just as far as momentum it just seemed like it was a real tough, you know, moment when you're trying to recover yeah and, and it's where these guys have to learn you know we, we emphasize uh, ball security a lot you know and um, it's the guys trying to do too much, and that's not their job is, is not to do too much with the ball and reaching out for the extra yard. It's just, you know, protecting the ball. And, and we even had that on our we – we lucked out on our interception return, uh, reaching for more yardage when that's not our job is, is just secure the interception. And, and uh, you know, just fortunate that we were able to keep the ball. But um, that's something that we have to keep emphasizing as a team. But, you know, these young guys want to make plays, and – I understand that, but they can't. They can't sacrifice their. Just because they want to make plays doesn't mean that we have to allow them to just, you know, forget things like ball security. That's a, a huge part of what we're, our success. We we talked about taking care of the football. Uh, the last two games we were able to do that. This game we weren't, and so that caused us uh, points on the other side and and um, put us in a hole. After one of the toughest four game stretches to open a season, where would you? Uh, say this team is at this point getting through that gauntlet. I mean, I, I think we, we look at everything through the season, right? But I, I, I knew that we going into this this part of the, uh, of our schedule that we would need our depth, and that that had uh, a great importance for us. You know, um, when Tyson goes down, Soup needs to step up in Lopini, and so uh, that's in a lot of different positions. And, and we have some guys that are banged up, and we're going to have to dip into our, our depth a little bit more, and, and it's going to test us. And so we felt like we've made a huge emphasis on our depth this this year, and, and now we'll see what it looks like when we take the field against Toledo next week. Is this the best team you've faced up to this point in the season? We faced some really good teams, you know, but uh, I think that uh, they put us in a really tough spot. You know, they got up ahead on us, and then whenever we try to gain momentum, they were able to stop it. And that's a, like I said, they have a lot of veterans on that team, and the coaching staff did an amazing job preparing those guys and so um, Washington did a great job we just didn't really help ourselves and uh, it would have been nice to have that one back but we don't you know got to learn from it and get better but um, Washington's a great team they are and and how I rank them I don't know but just I'm more focused on trying to get better from this one and and get ready for the next week how would you evaluate specifically how Zach Wilson played today I'm um, have to watch the film a little bit more, but I, I think there are some throws that we wish we could have back, you know, and, and uh, some, I, I know he's going to be really hard on himself, so uh, we'll just keep working with him, keep learning, but he's uh, he's our quarterback, so just got to keep working with that guy. Only four incompletions from today. Mm-hmm. Was the defense philosophy kind of the same approach you had with Slovis or with USC, or was it a little different? No, it was a little different, but they put us in. They, they had a lot of different uh, variety of formations that got us caught off on our heels a little bit, and and even some new things that we didn't see in, in the previous games. But um, at the same time, our, they just made some plays that we couldn't get past. Rush their O line did a good job protecting, and there are times that we brought four and three and. 
and you brought some pressure, and they were able to, to stuff it. And so, um, and then Easton felt comfortable. We, we had to make him uncomfortable in order for us to have a chance, and we didn't do that, you know. And whether they kept us kept the balance attack and were able to do some play action pass or some throws and to mix in with their run, uh, I thought that they did whatever they wanted to do, and we didn't do enough to stop them. How hard is it? You mentioned they were giving you different looks uh, than you expected to see in the passing. And how hard is it to make those defensive adjustments in the middle of the game, especially when they're throwing something at you you haven't seen or prep for? No, I mean, I think we we were going into this week, we just try to throw as much as we could at our defense, you know, and then try to put them in, in tough spots. But when you're playing with a lot of young guys, you, you have to get them ready. And and uh, it's it's the, the fog of war of the game. It's, it's, it's different to see how guys, how they respond. Practice always works well. And we, we need to put our guys in better, uh, more difficult positions even in practice. Uh, it's just hard to simulate a game. But the, the adjustments, we have a lot of coaches that have tons of experience, and we should be able to make some adjustments and try to do what we can. We, we try to bring pressure, and they hit us on a slant for a touchdown. You know? So uh, we were trying to mix it up and things like that. It's a great team. They just made some, they made some great counters to our adjustments, and, and uh, the score is the end result. There you go, uh, Kalani Sataki at the podium, and he said that they tried to bring pressure and got hit for a touchdown on a slant. So I'll go back and I'll review that. They, they very well, way may, may well have tried to bring a pressure or two, and there's no question about that. And maybe they did get hit on it, and that's when you kind of throw your hands up like, okay, we just got to keep guys back. Yeah. You know, if we can't slide coverage and bring somebody and still protect, then we can't bring the pressure because the scores come too fast. Uh, Will, I want you to just kind of sum this game up for us before uh, before we close this thing down. Uh, how concerned are you about this BYU football team after this Washington loss? I'm not overly concerned. I, I you know, Washington was who, um, you know, we thought they were. I mean, I thought they were a very good team. I still wanted them to prove a few things on the road. But, I, you know, one of the things is I always thought the Cal lost. And, 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 and Cal's doing well. They played well today. But I still think the Cal loss was something that, you know, the power went out. They, they, they lost momentum in that game. I, 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 it's hard for me to believe that Cal is an actual better team than Washington. I don't believe that. So how do I feel about BYU? I feel like they played probably pretty good today um left a lot of things out there but they would have had to play their best 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 game to beat that university of washington team that's a very good team with a general at quarterback a general as a head coach um byu we needs to obviously look at the go back to the drawing board at the receiving core they've got to catch the ball you can't drop the ball you can't turn the ball over and win in college sports um i was happy with the quarterback once again i think that um i think that zach played great thought he did what he needed to do he threw the ball he threw it on time he had pressure on him um and the receivers dropped six seven eight nine passes i can't wait to go back to the film and see how many true drops there were because it seemed like a lot so that's what I got to say. I mean, they were bigger, stronger, and faster, and better. I'll echo a lot of those sentiments. Uh, I'll add this because I had uh, one caller that I didn't have an opportunity to answer the question, and it just came to mind. He said, can you grade the defensive and offensive line's performance against University of Washington? And it's really tough to do, first and foremost. And it's almost not fair to throw 
a grade out there, but it is our job to try to evaluate and get a feel for it and throw it out. And I would, based off of the, the pressure that came through the right guard and based on the, their inability to really bust some gaps, and I know that might be Tyson Williams being injured and Asupa having to come in and fill in and, and do some extras, I, I'll probably go a C, uh, maybe a C- minus for the offensive line. In this game against Washington, now taking into account Washington's got a good physical front, that's going to drop your grade anyways. You know, if you're great on a curve, you probably say a C is is above average. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, no pressures, but that it's not what Elisa Tuyaki is has really pushed for. The center did such a better job on a three technique, or sorry, on a three down front and that zero technique that. You didn't have that center push that caused USC so many problems in a three-man rush. And I would say outside of what their defensive line is asked to do in a game, I wouldn't grade it real high. Probably give them a C. Really? Probably give them a C plus. Yeah, I'll go back, and and I I do want to get a better understanding of what they were asked to do, if they were asked to zone rush or if they were asked to actually get to the quarterback on the edge. But it – Neither one of those trenches really impressed me enough today to put them over the top of a C. Film review could show different. And I said this after the Utah game yesterday. The eye in the sky will not lie. Never. And I will go back and and I can see what offensive linemen aren't using proper technique and who slid the wrong way and who's who's having mental errors and who needs to be turned out and who, who did drop balls. And all of those things will be shown on film. And we'll see this team get ready for Toledo. There are better days ahead. BYU fans, there are better days ahead. This Washington team was bound to hurt you. Um, I picked Washington to win. I felt like Washington was going to win this game. I expected BYU to be 2-2, and and I expect them to prepare and be ready to beat Toledo next week. Hmm. I will pick BYU to win that game. They should be prepared and ready to go on the road. That's a long road trip. Listen, listen, you've and got get to, that win. Wow, I do. I need. I need, need to look to take at, a look at You're right. a lot of things. Toledo. You're right. And we got to see what injuries are I, with I BYU. Saw, I mean, Toledo lost to. Uh, a, it wasn't a real impressive team. The beginning of the year might have gotten better. Yeah, they were see. one and one the last time I looked at them. And you're right. I do need to look more deeply at Toledo before I make any any grandiose predictions. But. I would expect BYU to be absolutely ready, not have to drop balls, and and maybe even to replace personnel that had those drop balls. Those were some unacceptable mistakes. You can't have that many drop balls or that many fumbles after contact in your receiving core. Just terrible. terrible. And then fingers crossed for Tyson Williams. I am not hopeful that he'll be back in a week. At a planted leg and and the type of injury that it looked like it was, I don't expect him back in a week. But we'll get all that covered for you as we start things off at 6 a.m. on Monday morning with DJ and PK. Remember, Will Snowden back with us on 97.5, 12 into the zone every single Wednesday, starting at 1 o'clock with the BYU preview show. And then, of course, we'll kick you right into the Toledo pregame show coming up next week right here on 97.5, 12 into the zone. This has been your Cougar postgame show. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden.